KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, presented by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company. Schleider Painting, here's your host, Scott Mosby, on KMOX. And good morning, good Saturday. We're off and running home improvement. Two hours. This is the KMOX, the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby sitting here at the board operating the telephone calls for coming in to question and answers anything you want to talk about today. It's a freebie, whatever you would like to talk about. We're in the midst of the holidays, sneaking up here on Hanukkah, right around the corner from Christmas. Lots of things happening. The holidays, the families, the gatherings, the food. You haven't? Oh, you will. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, uh, phone numbers for your calls, questions answered, favorite products, any kind of suggestions you have for me or our listeners. This is a 360-degree exchange of information. The best information counts. All of it gets on the air. We're going to talk about all the things around entertaining, improving your home, maintaining your home, health, comfort, safety, security, which includes heating and cooling, getting the air filtered, indoor air quality, painting, carpets, off-gas... Oh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's just talk about the topics important to you. 314-436-7900 is the favorite phone number for you to call in. 314-436-7900. Toll free, 800-925-1120. 800-925-1120. Anywhere in the globe. You can hear this show with the uh, instant rewind feature of radio.com. So you can tune in right here on AM radio. We have an FM signal going out as well. And on radio.com with a smartphone, tablet, computer, wherever you want to take us. And it has an instant rewind. What did he say? Back 20 seconds, you get it right again. And it may not be any more legible, but you can rewind that over and over and over and over, over and over. Oh, anyway, you, you kind of get the gist of it. 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. I am very thrilled to be here with you. One of my favorite things in my week is to come spend the Saturday mornings with you and then uh, have lunch. You know, have lunch with all my favorite friends. And we connect through that phone line, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Man, we're firing up the board here now getting some great calls you are as you well know you're the smartest listeners in radio land i know it you know it uh, or you wouldn't tune in to the intelligent radio voice of kmox it's just part of that exchange um we like to be entertaining uh so we don't take ourselves terribly serious at least i surely don't um and then we talk about things important to you for example how do you lock the door if it if it's moved in the winter, uh, is there air bleeding, leaking underneath the threshold underneath your door? Are screens important in the off season in January and February? Is it important to get those repaired? Where do you take them to get repaired? How do they get repaired? Do they, you know, come to your house? Do you take them to offsite somewhere? Those are all the things that I am here. To help you with. So think of me uh, as your research and development 
a partner here on KMOX. Uh, I'm part of the At Your Service phone service. Uh, Mike Miller this morning, one of my favorites. Off to Greg Damon in the auto hotline. Uh, investment shows throughout the day. And then, of course, we've got, you know, the sports and everything that counts. Uh, stay tuned here. I mean, we're sneaking up on the holidays right around the corner. Is going to be the Cardinals winter warm-up for you Cardinals. <laughs> I know. I, I know, you know. Last week, we're shoveling snow, you know, dealing with ice, home all day because of inclement weather, and yeah, it's baseball. Yep, right here on KMOX. You know what? Let's get fired up and get going. Why don't we just get going on the phone line, see what's happening here. Speak with my friend, Dennis. Hey, Dennis, good morning. Thanks for getting us started. How can I help you, my friend? Uh, Scott, uh, nice of you to take my call. I live uh, uh, in Illinois, about 60 miles north, mm-hmm. and I live in an 82-year-old Georgian-style home. And it has concrete floors throughout, including the attic. Yep. And my question is, were the ceiling joists cross the floor at 16-inch intervals, there somebody has placed insulation. Now, I've lived in this house for nearly 50 years, and I haven't bothered with it, but it strikes me that this insulation should either be removed and replaced, or I don't need it at all, or because some of it's become ratty with varmints that occasionally get into the attic. Mm -hmm. The attic has four dormers, so it's vented that way. I don't quite understand the principle of the uh, uh, insulation material that is stuck down between the joists that cross the floor at 16-inch intervals. My question is, should it be, this be replaced? Or can I spray some of this filler in these spaces, which would also possibly keep out rodents? They must, they probably get into my roof mm, superior to the gutter or underneath the gutter. The gutter is inlaid on uh, under uh, clay tile. The roof is a clay tile roof mm-hmm. put on boards, you know. They, and so that's the only wood in the house, basically, is the attic choices and the wood between the joists uh, for a, a subflooring of the clay tile roof. I'm sorry to talk so long. No, I have a question, Dennis. Did, did you mention you have a concrete floor in the attic? Yes, I, I do, much to many people's amazement. And crossing this floor is another question I have. There are 11 one-inch steel rods that have a, a bolt on them in the center or near one end or the other where they can be tightened up and they are attached to the floor joists as they cross the floor, as they cross the floor at the edge of the roof. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so sometimes it's, these, these wires are, are 32 inches apart. And there's a total of eleven of them. They don't. They're they're not 
in the tire part where I get into the attic, they couldn't put these wires across. And I, I, I wonder what the heck they're for. And, of course, nobody has tightened them up. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I am familiar with concrete houses, especially in outlying areas 60 miles north of St. Louis or uh, 60 miles around St. Louis. When fire support, fire departments are remote, significant home investments are built, usually the homeowner has had a fire in the previous part of their life, and they basically built a bomb shelter, non-combustible home, and it's common that the foundation, first floor, second floor, and attic ceiling, basically that box is all non-combustible concrete. So I'm a little puzzled by the uh, wood floor on on there, other than to question, might it be part of the wood framing for the roof? Uh, it Does it complete the bottom cord of the wood triangular attic trusses? Does that make any sense to you in my question? I, I, I think I made a mistake in trying to but into your conversation, and a part of which I didn't hear. But what I was trying to say is the floor of the attic is not wood. Okay. It's, only, it's only the truss that yeah. crosses the concrete floor that is wood. That's the only wood in the house. Yeah, so the house Except can burn the, down. I mean, the house can burn down, and pretty much the box structure would remain. Is that true, Dennis? That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think the um, metal uh, crossing the wood is nothing more than a spacer. Uh, It may actually be the bottom cord of those truss structures. Um, I suggest that they would be snugged up. Uh, If they're loose and wobbly, I would just snug them up for shrinkage reasons on 80 years of wood. Um, But as far as the insulation... They look perfect shape, Scott. What's that? they don't seem loose. Yeah, I would leave then. Then they're working fine, uh, and I suspect that they are perhaps the bottom cord, uh, the uh, collar ties as we call them in carpentry, where you know you've got a triangular uh, triangular structure, and any of the one of those three members gets removed and it collapses. So I suspect that your uh, cables on the floor are structural. Um, so. That's my take on it there. As far as insulation, the reason insulation may have been added is because a concrete box isn't very well insulated and the operating costs of heating that uh, would be substantial. My choice would be to remove any loose granular whatever, uh, probably spray foam something in there. Uh, We have remodeled a few of these buildings around the listening area of KMOX and the story behind who builds these homes and why they're they are truly newsworthy it's really quite the story this is a very historic house yeah i would imagine so if you can spray foam any insulation in there and the critters come in on the outside your integral gutters in your clay tile roof again that's a non-combustible roof type so i would suspect that your uh squirrels critters mice whatever are coming in not above your gutters but at the ends of the gutters, maybe on the gables in your dormer, something like that, because the way those integral gutters, the metal forms the gutter and then goes up on the roof under the clay tiles a long way. So I've had some removed, and it goes up nearly a foot and a half. Yeah, perfect, 
perfect ice and snow perfect uh perfect scenario so i would look elsewhere for that but spray foam and really you are now the curator of this enormous house and uh so the investment is worth it and the responsibility sits on your shoulders you are truly well now scott you don't need to tell me this i'm well aware of this and it rests heavily and I might I might say too heavily at times. Amen, brother. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> Especially being a non-construction person, but getting into it late in my life, I'm you know learning a few things. And I but anyway, yeah. I appreciate the call. Do you have time for one other question about this? Yes, but would you put it on hold there? I need to take a break right now. Can I just ask you our bet, producer, you James? And it's, it's about you break, and I'll, let, I'll set tight. Okay, Dennis, thanks for holding on. We'll get to you after the break then. Well, welcome aboard Home Improvement. Scott Mosby, KMOX, uh, live and lively here. Stay tuned. We've got two hours today. Uh, lots of things on at your service. KMOX experts on KMOX. Now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleider Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, two hours today. Your topics abound, whatever topic you wish to bring. Uh, I will give you the benefit, the best of my knowledge and my experience, uh, which means I made a whole lot of mistakes, and I'm the guy that goes out and makes all those mistakes on your behalf. You call in, ask me a question. Hopefully, I can keep your feet and your tires right in between those lines and succeeding forward every step of the way. I messed it all up. You can ask me, and I'll tell you how to stay out of the potholes and uh, between the lines. Let's get back to Dennis. Dennis, are you standing by there, my friend? Yes, yes, I am, Scott. Okay, before we get started on your next piece, um, beware asbestos in uh, all three of the concrete homes we've encountered because of the age and the magical technological advancement asbestos was at that time. Just have that insulation um, tested. It we were three for three. This this house was not air conditioned at the time it was built because it's eighty two years old. Sure. And um, the the asbestos that was placed in there, um, yes, that does worry me. And I thank you for that. Yes, sir. Uh, my my last question to you, if you get, I had uh, a lightning rod placed on the roof, mm-hmm. and some critter tore it off uh, <laughs> during the night. Probably a raccoon. I yeah. could hear this wire vibrating, and it tore off as it came into the uh, on the the. the as it entered the house. So I just took this wire and wrapped it around. I did nothing with the the wire that went up to the antenna. Mm-hmm. Am I okay with that, or do I need to replace it, take it away? What What are your thoughts on that? Well, make sure that that wire remains intact as far as um, uh, not broken and not gapped. And if it gets broken, it's a fairly easy clamp connector because when those lightning rod heavy copper wires and cables are put together, they join end to end. And it's just a clamp, you know, screw down, clamp down 
uh, type connector so it's not magic just make sure that uh, conductor is complete from the roof all the way down to the ground rod in the soil so I need to replace that yes, or sir. reconnect it so to speak yeah I mean just to give you an idea you know um, lightning rods and a lightning rod system are anywhere from five to twenty five thousand dollars so you've got an asset that somebody's already done the heavy lifting for you all you have to do is maintain it uh and and there's a reason for it i mean that again uh if you're out in a plain state like illinois and you're sticking up you can be pretty attractive to the lightning so i if i had that much good stuff going on in a lightning arrest system man i'd I'd, I'd fix it. All right. Scott, nice to hear your voice. I've enjoyed your program through the years. This is my first call in, and it's been highly uh, uh, advantageous to me. So thank you. You're much appreciated. All right, Dennis. Thanks now. for being the caretaker of that home. All right. Home improvement. Thank you, Dennis. Uh, and uh, again, just to kind of step back, um, for example, there are stories of um, uh, fires in St. Louis. We have our histories on the riverfront. Uh, typically, someone would suffer a house fire. It's it's really intrusive. For those of you that have suffered those kind of losses, uh, the upending of a life, never mind the threat to life that that can be, uh, really resulted in uh, where all of those hard roofs came from in downtown St. Louis. So uh, the uh, clay tile, uh, the slate, those are considered non-combustible roofs, and the reason that brick is so prevalent in St. Louis, that and the roofing, those were responses to the riverfront fire that virtually burnt down everything down on the landing, uh, just wiped out most of St. Louis, and the response was, all right, we're going to rebuild, but we're going to rebuild it with something that doesn't burn, and that's why St. Louis is such a famous brick city. We have a good deposit of clay on and on and on. But one of the responses, likewise, has been to build uh, non-combustible homes uh, for those could afford, that could afford that kind of investment. Uh, next on, let's see what's happening with my friend uh, Adam. Hey, Adam, uh, good morning. Welcome to CamelX. How can I help you? Hi, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller here. Um, oh. I am a I've, – I've been listening to your show for the last couple of years, and um, I know you've taken a couple of calls about painting um, the entire house, and I'm a – first-time homeowner, but I've owned my house in Webster Groves for about um, a year and a half or so, and I'm, I'm looking to paint the entire house over my break, um, about two weeks, and I was just looking for some advice on how to go about it. I've thought about hiring someone, but I think I can get a couple of my buddies together and, and do it, but um, advice on, on painting nearly the entire house besides the basement. It's a, a split-level home. We have a kitchen, three bedrooms, one bathroom. Um, and a kind of a hall space. Okay. Well, uh, Adam, in any kind of coding and in any kind of a project, the preparation is, frankly, 80% of the time, 80% of the investment, and 80% of the quality control. Uh, so I would propose to you that before you take the two weeks off, I would uh, survey that house uh, pretty much as an estimator might uh, go around the house, find the scaling uh, 
paint where it's fallen off, that sort of thing, and do some of your uh, projects because there will inevitably be some siding to be replaced, uh, some to scrape, uh, and spot prime. If you get it all at one time, and, and unless you're a company that owns maybe eight ladders, scaffold boards, scaffolding, things like that, it's hard to get three to eight men productively busy straight ahead at the same right. time unless you have the capital equipment to really uh, – keep them all going uh you following me so far there yeah 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 so i would i would uh especially going into this time of year i think i would uh kind of pick my poison and go at it and get a sense of your repairs uh because i will tell you that to paint a whole house uh in two weeks you typically have a crew of three to four men uh for a week if you're going to really scrape something that needs a, a lot of prep, so you're talking three to four man weeks. So that and that's of skilled uh, craftsmen with the equipment. So beware the amount of time this thing is. This is how those do-it-yourself projects go on forever. Is pretty much underestimating just how big it is. Right. Awesome. I appreciate the time. Yeah, not that you can't do it. Just be uh, fair to you, your family, your spouse, your neighbors, and all of that. Uh, and sometimes just ask the contractor, just say, is there something I can do that, you know, I mean, because some of that labor is pretty um, unskilled, and you can perform it sometimes as efficiently as the skilled. Uh, but then the other thing is, is knowing where your time is best invested with that. But uh, don't yeah. underestimate this. Uh, that's how these DIY projects go on too long. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care, Adam. Good luck, my friend. Hey, and Webster Groves is one of those towns where, you know, you put the investment in uh, and the neighbors come by and say, wow, thanks for fixing the neighbor. You know, they're just, it, it just, uh, some of those uh, communities are just really proud of the history and uh, uh, grateful to the homeowners that maintain that history because, you know, they, you know we go back 150 years on some of these communities. Uh, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. My name is Scott Mosby, part of KMOX. I am at your service. Uh, by the way, my day job happens to be Mosby Building Arts. Uh, we're 70-plus uh, years, uh, second-generation construction business. Uh, we came from... The the uh, custom home building uh, where architects would bid or would draw the plans, contractors bid it, and then the house would be constructed. That went on for 30 or 40 years. Uh, the boom after World War II, my father in the 70s, uh, for smaller projects and remodeling projects, started drawing plans himself for you know screen porches and, and things like that. On to now, for the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years, most Building Arts. We are a licensed architect um, and, and discovered during my tenure that having all those skills together uh, and getting kind of the best uh, and the communication problems worked out the best way we can. Uh, it's a fun way to build. It's an, an interesting uh, company to do business with for our consumers. And the sweet part of it is we get to use all of our experience to build a great project and from the customer's point of view, by golly, there's only one guy to blame. That's it's us. I mean, we design it, we build it. You know, who's guilty? Uh, 
it, 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 it's it's real simple to see who's responsible for what. And for the good ones that are really talented, that's a really good business way to, to, to build. Uh, if you don't have those skills on board, it's a little tough because you are fully accountable all the time. Anyway, that's why and how Mosby Building Arts wound up um, being who we are, and it's a lot of fun to work with talented people. Uh, 314-436-7900 for phone calls here on KMOX, 436-7900 and 800-925-1120. Can I take a short break? Be back for more after this on KMOX. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show, sponsored in part by Schleter Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. We are wrapping up Hour 1, and we have a full second hour. Stay tuned, so much happening. Let's go back to our phone lines and speak with John. Hey, John, good morning. Welcome. How may I help you, sir? Hi, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I have a ranch home uh, built in the mid-60s, late 60s, and unfortunately the architect the kitchen at one end of the house and the main drain stack at the opposite end of the house, about 50 feet away. Uh, the sink in the kitchen clogs up frequently, uh, usually about twice a year. It has to be cleaned out. Uh, so I went to the box store to check for the cleaners and oh my goodness, uh, uh the sulfuric acid, uh, lye, uh, proprietary chemical. Uh, there's 50 choices uh, of drain cleaners, and I've used none of those. Uh, I've used the Roto-Rooter thing uh, where they run a snake through the pipe. Uh, I would like to switch over to the cleaners. Uh, obviously, that's more economical. What would you recommend I do in that situation? Uh, Low-tech is best um, and do not use any of those other cleaners Uh, the issue is for your home they will um, likely be cast iron pipes so any of that acid is just um, really nasty stuff and it will attack the pipes faster than it does the organic waste a couple of things here number one thanks for calling this will be high value for you John you can get your drains cleaned with a pressure washer so um, if if you do a preventive maintenance uh, clean out and and get a pressure washer and they're out there uh, they don't use a cutting tool all it's the same thing like going to the dollar car wash for your car it's just a pressure uh, sprayer, but on on the end of the wand, it actually shoots backward, and it pretty much scours out the pipes. Um, and the guys that do fiber optic um, video uh, inspection of these lines also do this pressure washing. Uh, but frankly, preventive maintenance counts because your your pipe and your plumbing may all be fine. Uh, the problem is you're getting too many solids on one end a long way away. And ideally, if you've got a shower on that end or a laundry on that end that tends to carry and scour and, and carry, you know, get enough water flow through those pipes, generally a well-sloped pipe will go ahead and clean itself. So either yours uh, doesn't have any water behind it, maybe just a dishwasher that pumps a good bit of water, that's maybe all you get. Um, but uh, number one, minimize what goes down the garbage disposal. That's, that's uh, just a... Uh, 
just a problematic thing to do. And for the cleaner, uh, it is a septic tank biological digester enzyme. Uh, one brand is Ridex. Uh, people here hear me talk about that. Um, but it's basically uh, uh, the same stuff that's in your uh, intestines to digest food. And if you put this stuff down, I, I do it in my house. I'm in a 1950s house. So, you know, when I'm sitting around bored with a cup of coffee in the morning, I'll get up and I'll set this stuff around. And before I go to bed at night, I'll take a, you know, I'll, I'll take a tablespoon in a big glass of warm water, dump it in the toilet, flush the toilet once. I'll do that in the various sinks around and showers. I want that Ridex material to be in the pipes. So this is the stuff that puts the bacteria back in the septic tank. The issue is I don't want it to go that far. I just want it to live, sleep, and eat happily in those pipes, and it will love what comes down your kitchen drain. Okay, and, and that's that's fine to put in a garbage disposal? Oh, yeah. I really didn't say this, but I'm going to tell you that you can drink the stuff. It is just an organic enzyme. So that's how nasty or happy it'll be with iron pipes. So this is a preventive maintenance thing. It won't really... Um, unclog your pipes. That's where you get this thing cleaned with the pressure washer guys. It's going to be pricey because this equipment's more expensive than the stuff that destroys your pipes. But once you destroy the pipes, you know you get two hundred dollars in pipe cleaning, and now you've got five thousand dollars in pipe replacement because of the old pipes that you just ripped through with that cutting tool. Yeah, so, yeah. These cast iron pipes run the uh, almost the entire length of the house is sixty five feet long and. They run 50 feet to the main stack, so yeah. so it's a long ways, and sometimes the water doesn't make it. Uh, you're right, it's just a sink and just a dishwasher, and there's simply not enough water or flow or whatever you yep. call it to do the job. Yeah, there it's uh, you get enough water, and that's in the plumbing design. But in some designs, there's just not enough water volume. We've run into this with those 1.6 gallon flush toilets. Everything was built your age, you know, uh, of you know, with that size, that house in the 60s for a three and a half gallon flush. Now we're putting less than half down there. So that's where these pressure washers are the magic, and preventive maintenance is the ticket. Okay, thank you very much for your time. All right, John. Thanks. Take care. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, CamoX. Again, some of these things, uh, I mean, the, the, the Riddick stuff is $8, you know, $10. Uh, it'll last you years. Uh, I will warn you, we had a caller call in good old humidity in the middle of the country. He said, you know what? I bought some Riddick, by the way, the stuff works, but it's also a happy enzyme. He had it back in the closet, uh, and he had critters uh, growing in this stuff after a few years because of the humidity. So his advice was make sure you put that Ridex granular form now if you're going to buy the dry stuff put it in a Ziploc bag and enclose it try and keep the humidity away from it as well as contain what's there uh, it is available in liquid form uh, it is really low tech you can't mess it up uh, you, you, if you use too much you just wasted a little money you can't really hurt the pipes or whatever but the ticket the, the, what I'm advising is um, 
don't follow the instructions because the instructions say run a bunch of water so it goes all the way down to your septic tank or dump it in your septic tank. Well, I don't have a septic tank. MSD does all that dirty work for me. I just want to clean up my pipes. Uh, and, you know, from the disposal, uh, you've got paraffin wax that's part of shampoo and other things. So, you know, just our normal daily occurrences of things like that. Uh, take a short pause and come back for more here on KMOX. My name is Scott Mosby. This is KMOX. We are University of KMOX. Stay tuned. More coming up next here on University of At Your Service, KMOX. Now back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Sponsored in part by Schleter Painting and Home Improvement Company on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. All right, back together, wrapping up top of the hour here, KMOX. Let's go talk to my good friend, uh, Bill. Hey, Bill. Uh, good morning. How can I help you, my friend? Hello, Bill. You're on. Scott Mosby here. Or Cynthia, my apologies here. Cynthia, how can I help you? Yes, Scott. Uh, thank you for taking my call. You, Your company has done quite a bit of work for me in the past. And um, I live in Illinois, in O'Fallon, and I'm getting ready to move sometime next year to the southern Indiana area. Okay. And I was looking uh, at many of, uh, of their, I'm looking to, uh, for a condominium type, and many of them are built on a slab. I would like your comments, the pros and cons of a home being built on a slab. Are they newly built, Cynthia, or are these long time uh, existing? Newly built. Okay. Uh, here's the, uh, um, I'm not opposed to slabs. Um, in some air they're an economical way to build and and get your money back right away uh, because uh, you start on the ground and you come right up the problem in cold areas is that frozen soil transmits heat and when you freeze the soil outside of that concrete or slab slab on grade home is what we call it which means you know your concrete footing foundation and the floor are all concrete it's a really strong structural way because you can kind of you know tie them all together and get a pretty stout house uh, the insulation and the reason I asked the time is if it's a fairly uh, new structure there would or should be what's called a thermal break insulation on uh, ideally on the outside of the concrete or between the concrete floor and the outside concrete wall so that the foundation gets cold but then the floor doesn't actually touch that part of the con that concrete foundation oh, so okay. it's you, the management of comfort you called that a thermal break insulation? Yeah, thermal. If you just think about it, insulated glass is a thermal break. It has glass on the outside, air in the middle that doesn't transmit much. Then another yeah. piece of, of glass not conductively connected. Uh, so this is done the same way with a piece of insulation between concrete A, insulation, and then the inside floor concrete B. Okay, very good to know. That would yeah. be a question that I would ask. That's number one, and then make sure these critters are built high enough out of the ground because the other second thing that is really easy to mess up, and, and generally these are getting done right because there have been enough troubles with them, is just make sure the house is up high enough so that when you know the dogs and cats rain out of the sky and the rain flows two and three inches deep, your house floor remains high enough to not have a problem because you can't raise a house and it's hard to lower the soil on a new structure because it's usually a highly engineered 
new neighborhood. Yes. Okay. Yes. Something. Something else good to to know to ask. Yes. Yeah. And and if you're uh, driving through and you get a chance to see some of the new constructions and you can see this around the concrete stage of foundation, you'll know it because it looks like that blue Dow styro. You know, they just have unusual foamy things that is just totally foreign, and that's oh. what you're really looking for. Okay. Okay. Yes. I. Uh, yeah. I understand that. Yes. All right. Um, well, I, I appreciate that. Is there anything else I should know or look out for? Um, no, not really. Uh, that's uh, we, we do slab on grade. Uh, one other thing, you may, if you get the opportunity to heat your bathroom floor tile, that yes. would be a good one because uh, the concrete slabs tend to be ambient temperature, 70, 72 degrees, except when you're body's 30 degrees warmer you know you can cool off your feet pretty fast and it really matters for me i'm a skinny guy so you get me in the bathroom floor with tile i I want it warm so that's where that luxury becomes somewhat of a necessity for me okay very good very good well i appreciate all this help thank you so much okay cynthia trust your 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 common sense just kind of go in with what you and i have discussed and you'll be able to figure this out it's all yeah i mean you've been living in houses a while so you know how this turns out yes absolutely okay thank you very much thanks for the call all right stay tuned more on camo x coming up next